0: The Project Project. Kuwait Kuwait. Learn. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of The Project. And today I get to sit down with the rising superstar, Seja. Now, she started CrossFit when she was 14 years old and she ranked 6th overall in Egypt. She walked away with the Flair Fitness student competition twice. I mean, this kid is an all-around badass in every sense of the way. And she is going to be a star to be confronted with later on in the future. So give this episode a listen. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And DM us if you have any questions. All this and more in today's episode. First time on the project, yeah, Miss Seja, I'm a huge fan. Let me come off and say that right away. I'm a huge fan. When I first got into CrossFit and I went to the Battle of the East, a bunch of people pointed you out and they were like, Oh, she just won the Cypress. Cyprus, what was Cyprus it? Cypress throwdown. Yep. Yeah. Do you wanna talk a little bit about that? Cypress throwdown, you came in first place, right? Yeah. So do you wanna talk me through that a little bit?
1: Sure. It was actually really random. A friend of mine who moved away from BSK, uh, he told me to do the Cypress showdown so that way we can meet in Cyprus. So I was like, okay, I might as well do the qualifiers. I didn't know if I was going to qualify. I didn't expect anything. And it was in the summer. So it was, yeah, it was normal. And it was three workouts, three weeks, pretty standard. And then when the workouts released, first workout was like rowing. I'm like, okay, sorry, not a
0: good <laughs> <laughs> not, a short, not a short person's yeah. thing. <laughs>
1: and then uh, the second two workouts, really good. And that made me overall place first after the qualifiers. So I knew going into the weekend that I had a good chance. And then looking at the workouts during the weekend, which was awesome. It was like an ocean swim, which is like first time ever. It was awesome. And then we had… It was scaled down. Like no bar muscle-ups or anything. But chest-to-bars, thrusters, snatches. You know, typical CrossFit. And it was awesome. Uh, I managed to place overall first, obviously. And uh, yeah, I was happy.
0: How old are you right now? 18. You're 18. Yeah. And you started CrossFit at what age?
1: Around 13.
0: Around 13. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is young. And you're you're from the BSK school, right? Yes. Yeah. So BSK, I mean, they're turning out some great athletes. Definitely. And we talked about this a little earlier before the show started. That they're really turning out some good CrossFit athletes. And I think it's the up-and-coming place. Like, Yeah. If, if, you know, the
1: coaches if, are awesome.
0: Do they start you off in PE class? Or is it just like, Alright guys, do you want to sign up? Or… How, did that, how does that work? Walk me through well, the process as a student.
1: Well, for me, I started accidentally in a PA class. Yeah. And it was like, you're we doing squats, box jumps. you know, just normal stuff everyone can do. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I was enjoying this. And my coach, who's not my coach now, um, Andy, he, he was like, you know, I think he recognized that I had something. And I was interested in doing the after school sessions. So I dropped in one of the after school sessions. And I remember my first session was like a deadlift with running and burpees. And after I finished the workout, I just fell down. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> I really like this. So I kept doing it three times a week, normal CrossFit. And then when I was 14, I was like, I actually want to be competitive. And that's when my coach introduced me to the Battle of the East Qualifiers. And then I started preparing for that and stuff. Yeah.
0: And how, how did you feel? I mean, ranking… In the battle of the East qualifiers amongst adults. And I, that was
1: awesome. I've never actually… I don't, usually in my training and classes, I don't RX. So this is my first time I actually do workouts. RX. That so was So let me, first me just qualifier. explain
0: it for non-CrossFit of people. Course. RX <laughs> means going full scale. Like going to the highest weight. The pro pe- category I would say. Versus the scaled category, which is when they, you know, drop the weight. So they drop the number of repetitions, right? Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Continue. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. So the Battle of the East, 2016. For the first time, I did the battle. And I qualified 22nd out of the 20 who qualify. That was a bummer, <laughs> but uh, hey, you still
0: qualified, right? Yeah, no, I
1: didn't actually, because it was twenty second. <laughs>
0: oh, you were twenty second out yeah. of the twenty. It wasn't twenty. It wasn't a cut of twenty five.
1: No, that was my first year, okay. twenty sixteen, and the next year I was like, I'm determined to actually make it this time, and I made it seventh through the qualifiers. Oh, that's amazing. So that was pretty good. I'm that's, happy with that.
0: That's a, that's absolutely yeah. amazing. That's awesome. So, how did it feel when you qualified for an adult sport and you're 16, 16 oh, at the I was time. 16, 16 10, at yeah. the time. So how did that feel? You're like you're a little 16 year old. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine the adults must have been looking at you like, oh man, I don't want to be beat by a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, it was really weird because I advertised myself through Instagram beforehand, and not a lot of people met me, and everyone assumed that I'd be like taller or <laughs> different. But yeah. they just saw like a small young kid <laughs> on the floor <laughs> doing the stuff with adults. I, that was a pretty surreal experience. Yeah.
0: At Battle of the East, when I saw you there competing, I was like. That's a little kid. <laughs> I looked at my wife. I go, that's a little kid up there. And she was like, Yeah, that's Seja. And I was like, Who's that? And she goes, You know, she won this. She won-. I was like, I had no clue. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Wow, I'm a huge fan. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the younger generation that tries hard. You know, what of I mean? course, yeah. there's a lack of will to fight, so to speak. And I think CrossFit is going to be a great sport for your generation. At Definitely. Least. So now you go, you qualify for Battle of the East. For the first time. Now, was this before Cyprus or after Cyprus?
1: Before
0: it was before Cyprus.
1: Yeah, it was two years, wait, a year before. And
0: how did you? You finished seventh, you said.
1: And after the finals, I finished ninth.
0: Uh, overall, you finished ninth.
1: Yeah, and I was one spot off the semis.
0: Oh wow! This is also a bummer. <laughs> it, it's a bummer, but you came back and you know you did. You place well better the next time around. Yeah, or? definitely.
1: I got seventh. In the finals the following time.
0: Oh, so you made it to the finals the next time? Yes. Yeah. Oh, was, so you, and
1: the finals are amazing. Really? I'm so glad I made it there.
0: So now you made it to the finals. And now I'm seeing a reoccurrence here that you didn't make it. Then you bumped up a spot. You bumped up a spot. Basically. So are you going to be here for this Battle of the East?
1: No, I didn't do the qualifiers this year. So, oh, Because I plan to leave for university.
0: Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You got university. Yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome to see you in the qualifier. To see you in the Battle of the East this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been… Nice seeing my journey as I yeah. progress. And you probably
0: would have walked away with it too. <laughs> there's a uh, Games
1: athletes there as well. So, oh really? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Chahad
0: oh, I thought Hodger wasn't doing it this year.
1: I think she is. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. They gave out some wild cards. Exactly. Ah, yeah, that's true. So she will be there. Yeah. Which is great. I think that's good. But there's still the Open going on.
1: Yes, I'm planning to peak for then, obviously for October.
0: Yeah. Now, because a lot of athletes that I know are like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm doing it because of the Open. So now explain this. Everything's changed in CrossFit. Before there was the student category or the teen category. That was pretty much wide open. And now it's shrunk. And it's gone to nationals. And you finished… Where did you finish in Egypt? Uh, Sixth. Sixth overall in Egypt. Which is really good. Were you far behind number one or…
1: I think it was because of the rowing… Event. Oh, that's
0: right. The, row, the rowing and yeah. wall balls. Yeah. yeah, yeah That, that does let not, me down a lot. It, it doesn't suit short people like us.
1: It, <laughs> yeah. That was a terrible workout for
0: me. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it really is horrible. So otherwise, other than that, you probably finished pretty well overall.
1: Yes. I'm happy with that. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, so you were happy with your finish.
1: Definitely.
0: That's awesome. I mean, but how does it make you feel that CrossFit changed everything around? Because I mean, you would have been a shoe-in coming out of Kuwait. You know, if they stuck to the same exact rules, I think you would have been a shoe in either this year or next year. You would have definitely been a force to be reckoned with.
1: In Kuwait, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, But
1: I think the changes are actually pretty cool because now it's becoming international. Everyone's going to the games and stuff like that. But at the same time, I feel like it ruins it a bit because a lot of people still qualify and a lot of people get cut. So it's like I pay a lot of money mm-hmm. to make it for one event and then I'm out. So it's, it's also a shame, I'd say.
0: That's true. It's like I
1: wouldn't want to go if I weren't prepared to… If I knew I wasn't going to make the first cut… I wouldn't go in the first place. Because I knew that there's going to be like CrossFit… Like Tia Claire Toomey versus me. Like It's not going to work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tia Claire Toomey… She's… Obviously yeah. yeah, She'll kill anyone (laughs) in (laughs) Queen. Yeah. Basically. um, Now when you compete the CrossFit Open for Egypt… Do you rank overall also or just in the teen category? Like can you go for overall ranking or that doesn't it doesn't work like that?
1: Oh well last year it was overall ranking because they counted me as an eighteen year old. Okay. Because my birthday is April second, so that's how they Oh, do so it. you
0: were sixth overall, not in the teen category.
1: No, yeah. I was because I was seventeen but my birthday is later. Okay. So they make it as though I'm eighteen and I I was a wo- woman R X last year.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, basically. So you were 6th overall in Egypt? That's, yeah. That is that is amazing. I mean, it's because it's not a small pool. You know, it's no, not… No, it was
1: a big… Definitely. Egypt is great competitors.
0: And it compared to like the competition here in Kuwait, I can imagine it's a lot harder to compete definitely. Over yeah. yeah. So, wow. That's that's pretty impressive. Ranking I'm happy that, over, yeah. That's amazing. So hopefully… Well, you got a lot of time ahead of you. No, no, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah know, you know, so like, you know, guys like me, the clock's ticking. <laughs> you know, but that's amazing. How far do you see yourself taking CrossFit?
1: Obviously, I want to be the fittest in Egypt. And if I am, I'll make the games.
0: Will you come back on the show if you're fittest in Egypt?
1: Hells yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah.
0: That's, that's the important thing. <laughs> but now, how does it feel going to college? How is it managing life after high school with CrossFit?
1: Uh, honestly, this is going to be a new thing for me. Because it'll be outside of Kuwait. Completely new country. Different athletes. But obviously, much better athletes. So it'll be more competitive for me. And I think… I'm going to use it as a learning experience for me to just keep getting better and meet new better people. Get more advice. Just to better my journey overall, hopefully. Okay. That's the plan. Because Kuwait is very different than Canada or the UK or anywhere. So I'm interested in the new change. It'll be fascinating for me, I think. Oh, well, that's
0: awesome. And how's training been since graduation?
1: It's very chill. I mean… Uh, I did a weightlifting phase during Ramadan, mm-hmm. and then afterwards it was just I was starting to get back to peaking. I did the Cypress qualifiers for but a woman division this time and uh, and I qualified and then I and then I just now I'm trying to peak for October.
0: Oh that's awesome. see now peaking is a crossfit term yeah. I' trying to like hit your highest point
1: basically yeah
0: yeah uh, which is I mean normal people aren't going to get that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah now here's a curveball, so to speak crossfit. It's demonized in the public eye. People think CrossFit… Oh, CrossFit you're going to get hurt. CrossFit you're going to get hurt. Now, can you to a normal person or a normal teenager your age… Talk about the benefits of CrossFit. Because if you have good coaching, you're not going to get hurt.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I I was lucky enough to have my coach.
0: Who is your coach?
1: Andrew Sandgroom.
0: Andrew Sandgroom? Yeah. Okay.
1: And uh, I was lucky enough to have him since day one, literally. And uh, he basically enforced good technique… A proper training methodology from… Different from aerobic to anaerobic. Not always anaerobic. That type of stuff. And yeah, proper weightlifting. Proper technique. Proper strength foundation first. Into a diff- complex movements. Stuff like that. Which helped me create a good foundation and build up from there.
0: Now, did you have a gymnastics background before that?
1: I had no background.
0: Zero. <laughs> Zero. Zero. Background. Oh, yeah. that is amazing. Now, what were your hardest… Points? Like, what was the hardest thing for you? Like, personally, for me, it's gymnastics. Gymnastics killed me. I mean, it, it kills me right now. Yeah, you know, I just got my first ring muscle up a couple of months awesome. ago. Yeah. But it was extremely difficult. So, how was it for you? Was it the weightlifting, the Olympic weightlifting, getting that technique and skill down, or was it the gymnastics side of things?
1: It was definitely the weightlifting. My coordination isn't really good. So, like, I know I struggled even before with wall balls because I couldn't even hit the target because <laughs> I just couldn't shoot at the target. And, uh, so yeah, it's just coordination. So weightlifting took me a while. Uh, wall balls took me a while. And once I got them, I just practice, practice, practice until I got better.
0: Okay. And what's what's your clean?
1: Uh, one eight five.
0: One eight five. Yeah. Hounds? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> wow, that's not far off from me. <laughs> that's not far off from me at all. What's your snatch? One fifty. Oh, you—you you pretty much almost beat me. I beat you by five pounds. Oh, sweet! <laughs> but, but hey, you've got four years on me. So <laughs> now, what about um, deadlift? Two
1: fifty.
0: Two fifty. Yeah. That is amazing. Those are some amazing numbers Thanks. for like your size, age. That is… That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. How does that make you feel? Like do you feel like a badass?
1: Actually, no. Because in Kuwait, I feel… Since it's, I'm like a… I'm young and there's not a lot of pe- girls my age who do this. Actually out there is crazy teens who are like so much better than me.
0: Oh really? <laughs>
1: yeah. When I was a teen… In the teens category, I placed 53rd worldwide after the Open. So that means I'm not even like close to being top 50 worldwide or stuff like that. You
0: placed 53rd?
1: Yeah. And there's 53rd three other amazing strong girls there. It's yeah, crazy. but you
0: still placed 53rd worldwide. <laughs> 53rd worldwide. How does that make you feel? You placed 53rd worldwide. That's a huge feat.
1: Yeah, I'm happy. I'm definitely happy because I put all out. Like when I go to the CrossFit Open on time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm peaked. I'm ready. I'm ready to smash every workout. That's like, awesome. I'm, I love it. I love it so much.
0: So there, it's been described by other crossfitters that have been on the show and other athletes that have been on the show that when you get to that that point of no return on the assault bike or the rower or when you're running and you just can't gasp your breath you get into this like mode. Yeah. Not beast mode, but it's like this this dark place as yeah. one you know someone else said it was where you know whatever it is. And now do you get there like what keeps you pushing forward in a workout?
1: I th- for me it's more of like switching off When I'm hurting, it's just going to make it worse if I start thinking about, Oh, my legs really hurt. No, I just immediately switch off. I don't think about anything else other than like if I'm on a bike, I look at the calories just moving up and I'm like, okay, I need to get to this number. Just work. Like just (laughs) suck it up and just do it. And yeah, just switch off and just… No, yeah, you can hold on because you trust your training. that You trained hard enough to sustain a high pace.
0: Do you look at the calories? I find it better not to look at the calories. Yeah,
1: I, I stare at the calories <laughs> oh, <really>? down. Like, <laughs> I just stare at the screen hoping it goes faster.
0: <laughs> See, I stopped doing that. I'm just like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know, you know, like… I, when
1: I do that, I look. I keep looking down eventually. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, I think I went really far. Oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> like, it doesn't work. <laughs> so now, if you were to take one CrossFit athlete or someone that you look up to, it doesn't have to be like a Matthew Fraser or whatever. And I hope you don't say it's Matthew Fraser. But who do you look up to the most? Whether it's CrossFit or beyond CrossFit in terms of someone that motivates you and energizes you to be better and do better.
1: Personally, people say that like having a role model and stuff like that. For me, it's not because I don't know anyone else. I don't know everyone's circumstances, their genetics, their situation, their coaches. I don't know anything. So for me, it's just making the most of what I have and becoming the best. So my inspiration would be what I want to become. Not anyone else. Because they have different lives. Like, they have nothing to do with me.
0: That's probably so. the best quote I've heard on this show. By <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> like, that's probably one of the better quotes that I've heard on this show. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm bad. laughs> But so you, do, you don't have anyone that you kind of like idolize or have as a role model. Like don't know Thor's what, daughter. Or, you know, Tia Clara Toomey. Or like, I mean obviously
1: Tia is amazing. But I don't know her. I don't know how she trains. I don't know her mindset. I have my own way of dealing with my, my stuff. So since I don't know anyone else well enough to aspire to them… Then I aspire to what I want to become. Because I know myself where I need to get better. When I'm feeling good. So I just keep going from there.
0: That's awesome. That, that should be on a t-shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your most memorable moments?
1: That's an awesome question. Uh, in, um, in
0: in your comps. Or what? Yeah, It doesn't have to be a competition. Like
1: For me, it's definitely a competition. I okay. love, yeah, I love the atmosphere. It was the Battle of the East 2018 finals. That was amazing. Uh, I remember it was the first time I did bar muscle-ups in a competition. And it was awesome. It was like uh, my body weight. Back squats, deadlifts, and shoulders to overhead with handstand push ups, bar muscle ups. Yeah, I, for, I, I can't remember all the movements, but it was amazing because I just, I was first for a while, like for a small period.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, was, <laughs> it was a really cool experience. And uh, I was just, I switched off. I was, you know, in the zone. And I, I remember it was like 25 back squats at my body weight. I'm like, it's going to hurt. like, And I went in, and I think my coach, it was like, just go unbroken. Like, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, let's do this. How many,
0: how many bar muscle-ups were there?
1: 10 or 15. 10 or, fi- f-
0: 10 or 15 un- unbroken?
1: No, I didn't hold. No, no, no. I All was right. in back squats, the, the lifting, section. So I went in with a 25 back squats. Let's go unbroken. And it was already <laughs> well, Like 10, rep 10. <laughs> oh, so I wow. just… Now that's then where I just switched off. And I'm like, okay, I know I, I can do this. And I just switched off and I just finished the reps. And then I went from there to the next movement. And the next movement. And I just switched off and I just kept moving. And I think I got third overall in that event. But it was an amazing atmosphere. It was just epic.
0: You got third overall in that event. Yeah. Wow. That, that's I'm so impressive. Happy. That's yeah. awesome. That's really good. Because bar muscle-ups, that's a tough one.
1: Yeah. At the time, it was like… You know, I pulled too early. So that's when I get worse. When I, I get under fatigue, you just start you, pulling early. Do you go with
0: one arm over? Or no. You...
1: Thankfully, now it's normal.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. How would you normalize that? How did you, you work through that? Because I'm still doing the whole chicken wing thing.
1: So like, it's when you pull. Really? Yeah. I used to do a lot of chicken wing. But it's all in timing. It's like… When do you pull?
0: Okay. You just have
1: to delay the pull. And trust that you're strong enough to go from there and all over immediately. Instead of like going there and then just chicken winging over. So yeah.
0: So how long did it take you to get through that?
1: It was weird. Because I got my first bar muscle up in 2017 open. Okay. And it was severe chicken wing.
0: <laughs> and… <laughs> it was like climbing over the bar. Literally. Like
1: <laughs> I went over and I was like slow motion. The other elbow. And then I got over. I was like this is cool. But I, it sucked. And ever since I'm like… Okay I need to start getting better. So I started doing… It was on and off. It's weird because your brain doesn't get it for a while. So you can say a couple of months where… One day you can get it. The next day you can't. Yeah. So it stayed like that for a while. And then I think one of the days… I was super frustrated because I didn't get it. And I think my coach was like, it's false grip. Just put your hand literally all over the bar. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just went over. No chicken wing. And I just, oh, okay. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> this is cool, okay. And that was the start where I start, started to click more. So I started focusing on false grip, delaying the pull, strengthening that pulse motion, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny how it can just like… Poof! It just happens. Literally. It's it's like you don't know how what what happened, but it just clicked, and now all of a sudden you can do double unders. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Because that was the, I mean that's something I struggled with with double unders. I still struggle with them. What about you? Is double unders like is that just like a easy thing for you?
1: Well, actually, I was determined to get it for the Battle of the East qualifiers. My first qualifiers at sixteen, and I, I knew there was going to be double unders at the time. I I didn't know how to do them, so I spent a week every day. Just doing double unders. I think… I was at home. So my dad even saw me every day trying to practice <laughs> double unders. And and I was like… I think I saw a video and they were like… Okay, let's just do one double. Stop. Two doubles. Stop. And just keep going. And that, that day it was like clicking. It was good. The next day I'm like… Okay, this is going to hurt again. I need to reclick again. <laughs> so I have to… I kept doing that again. And then… For the rest of the week I would do like 100 for time. 150 for time. And I just kept getting better. So by the time it was actually the qualifier when they told us there's doubles… I was able to hold on for like 50 done broken.
0: Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's happy. amazing. <laughs> that, yeah, that would make anybody happy. Like you you pick that up. Mashallah, you pick things up really fast.
1: Oh, well, it takes ages to practice. Like a lot of frustrations. And a lot of sometimes avoidance as well. Like I could have gotten it earlier, but I just chose not to. Yeah. But then when I was like, oh, okay, I have a coffer. I need to, you,
0: you gotta, I need you to go gotta.
1: get it now. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: No, it's understandable. I mean, I stole I stole a workout from you the other day.
1: Oh yeah, which yeah, one? The
0: handstand one. You were walking around cones. Oh yeah. So I was like, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that will probably teach me more balance.
1: Yes, it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's
0: wicked hard. <laughs> so the other day I went I went like fifty feet and then I actually did the whole U turn. Nice. And then I realized I did the U turn. I was like, wait, I just did a U turn. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just kind of fall and lo- fell and lost it. But it was just doing those small, simple circles that you were doing around the two cones. I tried that. And literally three days later, I was like, you know, I could do the U-turn at the end. That's Obviously, awesome. I still can't hold it. Like I can do the U-turn, walk a couple feet, and then I fall. <laughs> but I mean, those are some cool tricks. Your coach is pretty good.
1: Yeah, he tells me like new skills to learn and stuff. So so That's
0: what are important. what are some of the other new skills that people could benefit from? From you? I mean, I always say, personally… I don't care who I learn from. Whether you're young, old, it doesn't matter. That's you know, awesome. if you're better and you're doing something that works, I want to try and figure that out. So, what are some of the other things that you do a little different from your normal CrossFit peers?
1: Well, right now I'm starting to learn butterfly. Okay, that was the f- I've never tried to learn. I think I was also avoiding it for a while until <laughs> I was like, okay, I might as well do it. And it was super frustrating because when I film it, it looks awful. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is looks terribly wrong. But obviously, it's like doubles and you just have to keep going. It looks terrible at first and then you start getting it more and more regularly. And I'd say the only thing that's different per se is that a lot of people go into CrossFit because it's a recreational sport and everyone expects to go for that hour, go burn out, feel great, and then go on to the next day. I get that. But if you want to like be better, it's the idea of having like foundation. That's what my coach always enforces in me. Like You have to have great strength set have to know isolation work, literally bodybuilding for a couple of months, and then go into proper technique, this and that, until it all falls together and creates the best athlete you've ever been.
0: No, it makes sense. I mean, you see a lot of people, like you said, they'll jump into a CrossFit class, and it's their first time ever doing it, where the foundation begins, in my opinion, with bodybuilding. Exactly. You need need that accessory work, as you CrossFitters call it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the first time I ever heard someone say accessory was in CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is like bodybuilding, you know, or functional movement. But CrossFit, it's like, oh, you're going to do bicep curls? Oh, that's accessory work. And Literally, it's like, yeah, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. But so what type of, what does your training look like now that you've slowly been evolving? Like, do you do two a days? Do you do one session a day for one hour, two hours? How did that look when you were in school too? Because there are a lot of kids right now. I mean, that… I talk to and even if it's baseball or basketball, they're like, oh, I don't have that much time. I have to study. I have to study. So how did you fit it in while you were in school?
1: Well, uh, I know for a fact that for the last two years, the A-levels, these are the hardest. There was a test for me mentally and everything. And usually my day would consist of me waking up early, going to the gym, showering, getting to school. And luckily the gym is in school. So <laughs> it's perfect.
0: So you just go to school early?
1: Yeah, so I basically oh, go to amazing. school early, train, shower. I'm in school already, so I'm all set. That's awesome. And then I have like breakfast in school. Because <laughs> there's a common room and everything. And then… So wait,
0: hold on. Back up. So you would wake up at what time? 4.30. You would wake up at 4.30 in the morning? Yeah. To get to school by what time?
1: <laughs> 5.30. Around 530, 5.30, yeah.
0: And your poor dad used to have to drive you? <laughs>
1: yeah. Just so everybody
0: knows, her da- her dad's with us right now. He- you would have to drive her every day? <laughs> At 5.30? That is dedication. <laughs> that is dedication. <laughs> Thanks from, to my dad. Yeah. yeah, From dad and from you. I mean that is amazing. And what time would you start school?
1: Around 7.30. That's so you get,
0: to, you get there at 5.30. Work out from
1: 5.30. 6.30. 6.30.
0: I don't know. 5.30 to 6.30. 5.30 to 6.30. Shower. Chow your breakfast down real quick Basically. before class starts. <laughs> that is dedication right there. <laughs> now would you be the only one in the gym? Or were there other students that would jump in, in the early morning session?
1: Oh uh, well, the last year there have been other teens that show up and stuff, so that's pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Now, what were your what did your workouts look like then? Like, I mean, because you only had an hour.
1: Yeah, in the mornings, usually it's more either aerobic stuff or just rowing or stuff that like I suck at. <laughs> yeah. Row, wobble, bike, <laughs> assault bike, a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of cardio stuff.
0: So that would be in the morning, and then what you do another training session after, after school. After school, okay. Yeah. So, what would the after-school training? Would that be more on the weightlifting side?
1: Yeah, more metcons, more accessory work. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, more metcons, more accessory work, more weightlifting, strength stuff. That's yeah.
0: Now you'd you'd finish school at what two o'clock? Two thirty. Two thirty, and go straight to the gym at school.
1: Yeah, basically just change changing either.
0: Just go straight to the gym and work out for what another hour.
1: I finish around five thirty usually. So
0: you'd finish that around five thirty. Yeah. And then you'd go home.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and study. Exhausted. Yeah, I eat. I have to stuff something down and then st- try to study.
0: <laughs> okay. What was your GPA?
1: We don't work with GPA. Oh, yeah. That's
0: right. British system. Yeah. So you, you were like A-levels. So that means you were a pretty smart kid. Like <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got through it with all that training, which is awesome. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, that's a rigorous schedule right there.
1: Yeah, it was really hard. I also had other stuff to balance and stuff. So,
0: so what else were you involved in in school?
1: There's a things like head girl, deputy head girl, that type of thing. Okay. I was deputy. Okay. So I had to take care of a couple of committees. And like organize events and stuff like that. And I worked part-time for a while. So it was good.
0: If I ever coach a teenager again… And they say, I don't have time… I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, no. Yeah, it
1: was really hard. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you have
0: to listen to this podcast. This girl's like super girl. <laughs> so… Thank you. That is amazing though. That's some serious dedication. So when it comes to what you're looking for in college… When you go to college. Because obviously schedules are going to change. Everything's going to switch up. Do you Are you going to try and maintain that same type of workout schedule?
1: Definitely. Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean people say the first year is usually like a get used to it type of year. Obviously I need to study. And I, I understand how demanding studying is when it comes to A-levels. And I can escalate it as much as I need. Plus now I'm studying stuff that I'm actually interested in. In university. So that would be really nice. But I plan to keep training as hard as I can. And yeah.
0: Okay. Alright. That's amazing. Like that's… I honestly, I tip my cap to you, and I tip my cap to your parents. <laughs> all right, for putting up with it. Um, now, when we roll, I want to roll back again because it's just there's a mentality here that you know you you can't do sports and study at the same time. And you used to get your work done. I'm assuming you seem yeah. like if you're dead, that dedicated to your workouts, you're probably very a very dedicated student also. So you'd get home at five thirty, eat some eat some dinner real quick, and then you'd start studying. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that that is really amazing. I mean, I would I played a lot of sports in high school. That's awesome, but I didn't study. <laughs> you know, that was one thing I didn't do. <laughs> you know, it was like I want to play baseball. That was it. <laughs> so now let's go back to the working out. What type of modality do you follow in CrossFit, or what type of modality does your coach follow?
1: Well, uh, I have the answer to that. I asked my coach this earlier
0: because my my coach is uh, Invictus trained.
1: Oh, not so, it's Rob, yes. not Rob Scalacci. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, my coach was talking about how. There's, we, there's a lot of focus when it comes to structural strength. And taking principles from functional bodybuilding, which I had to do for a while, which is boring but it was nice. It was very important. Which is
0: great though. That's, exactly. I, think, I think that's the foundation to every movement in all honesty. If you don't have the strength to move something, you can't do it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think I learned the hard way that um, mobility is like an op- such an important thing when it comes to weightlifting or any CrossFit movement. And yeah, there's a lot of weightlifting. There's principles from Charles Poliquin. I'm not sure how to say that. Yeah. It's
0: all right. You're good. Yeah. You're all
1: right. <laughs> and we'll, then, we'll
0: figure it out when we write the show notes. <laughs> sounds
1: good. Yeah. And then there's a lot of principles from OPEX. Actually, because my coach studied that I think for a while. Clash of CrossFit and as well as other modalities.
0: No, your coach was he a teacher at BSK?
1: He's a cross coach at BSK. He's
0: oh, not. is he still there? No, he left. Oh, really? All yeah. right, now so now it's online coaching.
1: Basically, yeah.
0: Okay, all right, that's pretty cool. But he
1: knows me 100. So percent that, <laughs> That's the important him. thing.
0: That's yeah. the important thing. He knows. He knows you. He knows how. To, you know. He knows where your strengths and weaknesses are. I think that's. He um, knows
1: exactly what to say to me when I needed to hear it, especially in like open workouts where I'm like, oh, I'm dying, and he's like, no, I just. Just do it. Just get it done. I'm like, okay, let's go. (laughs) All right. So (laughs)
0: he's not in Kuwait, right? Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. So, how does that work? Is it still like, do you, I mean, because when it comes to online coaching, there's so many variations of it. Definitely. So is he ver- a very involved online coach? Like is that…
1: I don't know. What you, What do you mean by, invo- by involved? Like, like
0: shooting him a message, answering back, you know, answering back or… Which is… That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So literally sometimes even during my session, I'd like send him a video or say, oh, well… This doesn't feel good. Or, oh, this workout went great. And I just text him and he'll be like, okay, good job. or
0: Oh, that's amazing. Okay, let's do this
1: or practice that or something. It's pretty cool. That's,
0: that's amazing. All online coaches take note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So now, what were some key turning points in your CrossFit career? Well, you very young CrossFit career. What were some key turning points where you were like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Or I do want to do this. You know, and…
1: Uh, I actually had like a really emotional time during… Not last year, but before last year where I wanted to qualify for the CrossFit Games as a teen. That was like the goal, but I I didn't make it by a long shot. But after being 53rd worldwide, you know, we qualify for the top 200 worldwide. They qualify for the online age group qualifiers. So I did that and I moved from 53rd to 99th or something. Yeah, around there. And for me, that was really hard because I had to sacrifice a lot of other things in order to train more and make sure I wanted to make the Games, right? And I didn't make it, obviously. (laughs) It was really bad because I was thinking like I thought I trained really hard for this, and I didn't
0: wow, it sucks <laughs> it does suck, it does suck, so but. it
1: took me like a month to recover to get back,
0: oh really, to normal training yeah, really so that's that is a tough, that's a tough situation, but I mean it's sports,
1: yeah, basically
0: the beauty the beauty about sports is anyone can win on any given day, that's what I love about that's what I love about athletics. You know, one day you could be number one, one day you could be number 300. It's how you pick yourself up afterwards.
1: Exactly. So,
0: I mean, that's… And did that just kind of like… Were you like, all right, now I'm just going to go after it. I'm just going to get it and train harder or…
1: Well, because I was no longer going to be a teen, I, I was just ready for a new challenge to settle down and be like a woman and see where I place. Considering all the changes in the system as well, I was like, okay, let me try to be the fittest in Egypt and like say where I place this year and work up from there and stuff like that. That was the plan.
0: Okay. Now, how many throwdowns do you do a year? Like do you guys schedule in your throwdowns or your competitions that you enter into, or is that just kind of like we'll pick, you know, as we go along?
1: Pick as we go along, definitely. So there's the Flare Fest that has the must. Um Are you battle, doing are you doing must. Flare
0: Fest this year?
1: I don't know when it is, so I'm not sure.
0: Oh, uh, I I'd say, come on, you gotta go for the <laughs> trifecta. You gotta go for the three.
1: Oh, that would be pretty cool. Because you've
0: won two now, right? Yes. Oh, so yeah, you gotta win the third. <laughs> I mean, come on, you gotta set the standard high. If you win the third, that's a tough record to break. That'd
1: be pretty cool. That's yeah. like a that's
0: like a Matt Fraser thing right there. <laughs> <laughs> so what are what are some of the big uh competitions on your radar within the next like six months?
1: Uh because I'm moving. Actually I don't know where any local competition is taking place in Canada or the UK. So the plan is to go for the open. Okay peak for then and then see where it goes when i'm in the country and figuring it out
0: yeah. that's awesome that's yeah. that's awesome and how's the prep going for the open because the open's kind of right around the corner it's about yeah, two it's months so away close.
1: yeah it's awesome because now it's a lot lower volume but higher intensity a lot of metcons a okay. lot of like die on the roar die on the bike type thing
0: oh, that sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> And just so people know, they understand the assault bike is the worst piece of equipment on earth. (laughs) That's in my opinion, at least. Hence why I bought one. (laughs) Just because I hate it so much, I needed one. Because you got to do what you love to hate, in my opinion. So, I mean, now with your workouts, how did you get your endurance to where the level it's at? Because I think that's one of the most difficult things that I've seen personally and a lot of people complain about is having that endurance to go through a chipper workout Mm. so what what have you done to bring your endurance to that phase do you do like 25 cal on the assault bike all out or what are some of the key takeaways you could give some of the younger guys and girls you know some drills that they could walk away with after listening to this
1: well i'd say aerobic work all the way it just helps with the recovery, I even I, I read my own stuff about it, like how it increases efficiency of oxygen going to your muscles, so you, that way you can recover between each movement differently, because each movement will require a different muscle group. so if you go all out on a bike, you're expected to recover fast enough to do that next movement, whatever it is. So the idea is to basically fix your aerobic base. Even my coach maybe spend like a month or so just doing 30 minutes on the bike. 30 on the row, <laughs> Like every day. <laughs> it was exhausting. It was boring. My butt really hurt all the time. Yeah. But it was worth it in the end. Yeah. So yeah. Now my recovery is much faster. I know I can handle longer workouts and stuff like that.
0: Wow. Wow. That's… That's tough. <laughs> that's really tough. What about some of the drills? What drills have you done to perfect your snatch and your cleans… Because that's one of the harder movements, I think. You know, because it's very technical. Yeah. Everyone says in sports, hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things to do. But I think catching a snatch is a lot
1: harder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is hard.
0: So what are some of the drills that you've done in the past that people can take away from this?
1: Well, I know for a fact that a lot of people aren't confident enough to going under the bar. Including myself. So the snatch balance is very important for that. You need to get comfortable going under and just stabilizing overhead and just going under it. And realizing that you're strong enough to just get it back up. Tempo overhead squats helps with a lot of stability. Even overhead squat holds. Just stay at the bottom and just chill out for a bit. And positioning. I think holding the start position. And realizing, okay, the hang position… So the bar, where the bar is at. Realizing if you have any ankle mobility, any thoracic limitations, stuff like that will help you work up to a better snatch.
0: Okay. So IE to everyone out there, don't skip the boring stuff. Basically. Right? <laughs> don't skip any of the boring yeah. stuff. So now, what does the future hold right now? Like where, where do you see yourself? Are you going to try to get up to… Tia to Toomey and all them. I mean…
1: I mean… Obviously, I think everyone has like a dream, right? Like everyone wants to make the games. Want to be the first on earth. That's the dream. But I don't think it's that simple, obviously. So now I'm just working on stages. First goal is to be the first in Egypt. Second goal is to be actually good enough to make the first cut. <laughs> like, the workout is really hard. And then… Yeah, the goal is just to know that… I just keep training. Knowing I'll keep getting better and… Train smart, don't yeah. get injured, type thing.
0: That's that's the, that, that's the key right there. Basically. Stay ahead of your injuries. Yeah. So how do you stay ahead of your injuries? What do you do for recovery? Because <laughs> I, I know I I don't do like I don't do a lot for recovery where I should because I'm a lot older. But what do you do for a recovery? What is your recovery method of choice?
1: Well, for me, after a hard day, I sleep. I always nap. Okay. And uh, eat a lot. My dad knows how much I eat. Yeah, he
0: eats. I eat like a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if I know, okay, I need to train really hard tomorrow, and I'm feeling really sore, let me eat and sleep a lot. And if maybe my my calf is sore, I'll just foam roll it, make sure it's feeling good. And oh,
0: I'm you sleep. guys, you guys get away. Your your young age, you guys get away with a lot <laughs> when you beat your bodies. Yeah. All right. Like for me, it's like I was, you know, when I was telling you earlier, if I go and do a workout with a bunch of younger people. And I go hard, and I try to keep up with the younger guys. I can't move for two days, <laughs> so that's my recovery—just sitting down. But do you do anything else? So it's just sleep and eat. Now, do you? Are you like a typical CrossFit person where you're very—you notice everything that you eat? Is it? Do you count macros and all that crazy stuff? Or are you just like, no, I'm good.
1: I, I think I'm young enough to not limit myself from any nutrition cuz a lot of people be like oh yeah, i need to limit my carbs to this or need to limit my protein or whatever i don't know how it works <laughs> but for me i don't want to limit myself from any nutrition so you're just like so i'm
0: just eating it yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter so it's right. like
1: carbs i need energy i'll eat carbs so as d- much yeah. do, you,
0: do you do anything else do you do like sauna steam any of that stuff or no
1: no my but my before competition like a tradition i was like a massage before every competition oh
0: that's pretty, cool. pretty cool that's that's pretty cool <laughs> so you're throwing that on dad's dad's back too <laughs> <laughs> now do you um do you see yourself competing more in the Middle East in the future, or do you think you're going to be competing a lot more in Canada or england? you said yeah so where do you, where do you see yourself Do you see yourself in between or
1: yeah, I think I don't want to like cut off all ties from here, obviously, so I would want to come and do a competition here definitely when I settle down wherever I go. But definitely, I want to be able to compete there, meet new competitors and stuff. Because even going to the Cy- Cyprus, I met amazing athletes there. It was awesome. So the idea is just, I want to do the same, but in Canada, wherever. Or the UK and It'll be awesome. And see where I place against awesome women in different countries.
0: That's amazing. And here's the, the benefit. I think the biggest benefit is you're going to com- be competing with amazing athletes. Exactly. Like the, yeah. the level is going to be taken up three or four notches compared to what you see here. And it's not a knock on the athletes here. But they've been doing it for so much longer in you know England and in Canada versus in Kuwait, Egypt, and the Gulf. Yeah. So does that does that make you happy, or are you afraid because the competition is going to be a lot harder?
1: I actually, I'm just excited. I'm ready for the challenge. I'm re- I want to see where I place up for the first place when I go, and then I just work up from there because I know I can get better. I'm still young. I have my. I still. It's not like I reached my potential. I know I have a lot ahead of me, and I'm gonna keep working till I reach it. That's the whole point of CrossFit. That's think, amazing. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. I think we're gonna end on that note right there Fair because enough. I think I like. I think that's a perfect ending to this show. Um, seriously though, I will never let a teenager, including my son when he grows up, tell me he doesn't have time for anything.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) And
0: right now, like seriously, like this is probably one of the more motivating episodes that I've done because you're 18 years old. You've been doing this since you were 14 and you've been waking up at 430 in the morning to get the work in. I applaud you for that. And I applaud your parents for that too. I think having that support system must be very important. I yeah. mean, they've probably, you know, held your hand every step of the way. Right? So that's that's amazing. I mean, good for you. And Thank you. I hope you stick at it. And definitely. I hope you definitely come back on the show. Whenever, to, yeah. When you come back to Kuwait, you got to jump back on. Yes. Tell us what the experience is like over in Europe and wherever you're at. Yeah, that is
1: pretty cool. All right, I love awesome. that. Thank you.